Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh, dear brothers and sisters. Inshallah, tonight we're going to be talking about a very important topic, inshallah. So, um, the live is going to be how to instill tawheed in your heart, all right? But before that, we have to go through different, I will say, steps, all right? The first step we're going to go through is understand the, the, the uh, definition of it, of tawheed. And the definition of Tawheed has two definitions, the linguistic one and the terminology of Sharia, all right? Then we're going to be talking about what is the desired aim from Tawheed. Why, why, what do we need Tawheed, all right? And after that, we're going to be talking about the ruling on learning Tawheed. Learning Tawheed is a, an obligation or not, or is it recommended? So we're going to be talking about that. And as well, we're going to talk about the different categories of Tawheed, all right? Because you hear a lot of people say Tawheed is only one category or two categories, some of them three, some of them say four. So tonight we're going to be talking about the correct number, how many categories that we need in Tawheed, all right? And after that, at the end of it, we're going to be talking about the virtues of Tawheed, all right? So, as I said, the definition of Tawheed, Firstly, talking about the desired aim from Tawheed, then the different categories of Tawheed, and lastly, the virtues of Tawheed. All right, so let's start with number one, the definition of Tawheed. Tawheed, uh, linguistically, is derived from an Arabic root, it's called Wahid, all right? So, when you have a word like that in, in, uh, in linguistically in Arabic, you divide it in three parts. So, wahid, so it said, wahada, ahada, wa mutawahid. All right? That means attributing oneness, all right? Oneness to Allah and describe Him as being one and unique. All right? So, this is, this is the linguistic definition. Correct. Now let's go to the uh, the Sharia one. All right. Let's say the terminology of Sharia. So Tawhid it means. So I need to be careful. It means believing in Allah alone as God and Lord. All right, God and Lord, with no partner or peer, and attributing to Him alone all the noble names and sublime attributes. And believing in the prophethood of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and that he is the last prophet, and following what he came with from Allah subhanahu wa taala. So you see here, let's go again through this terminology. So Tawheed means believing in Allah alone as God and Lord with no partner or peer. All right. So first step. Second step, attributing to him all the noble names and sublime attributes and believing in the prophethood of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that he is the last prophet because you have some groups, some sects, they think that in our religion, we have other prophets and it's wrong. Muhammad sallam, is the last prophet. Anyone who believes that Muhammad is not the last prophet is not a Muslim. 
All right, he's kafir. Great. So now we have the definition of tawheed. Now we're going to talk about what is the desired aim from a tawheed. The answer is going to be with Sheikh Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah. He said, tawheed with which the messengers came with comprise of affirming that divinity and worship belong to Almighty God alone, such as that a person witnesses that no none has the right to be worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and none is worshipped except him. No dependent upon other than him. No are alliances or enemies made except for him. And nor is an action done except for him. So what is, me what is meant by Tawheed is not merely Tawheed al-Rububiyya. The Tawheed of rububiyyah Yani, um, in English is the oneness of the, the, the lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you see, it's very important that you make this distinction between Tawheed al-Rububiyyah and Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. Because a lot of people, they believe in the oneness of the lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But they have some issues with Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. We're going to be talking about it after that. And uh, Sheikh Islam bin Taymiyyah said, moreover, any action that is not based on Tawheed will be really vain and useless. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, in Surah um, Ibrahim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِرَبِّهِمْ أَعْمَالَهُمْ كَرَمَادَةٍ اشْتَدَّتْ بِهِ الْرِيحُ فِي يَوْمٍ عَاصِفٍ فِي يَوْمٍ عَاصِفٍ لَا يَقْدِرُونَ مِمَّا كَسَبُوا عَلَى شَيْءٍ so here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, the parable of those who disbelieve in their Lord is that their works are as ashes, all right, on which the wind blows furiously on a stormy day. They shall not be able to get out of what they have earned. That is the straining far away from the right path. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave these examples uh, of the, the disbelievers that their works, their action are as ashes. So you see the importance of Tawheed. So imagine your actions become as ashes. So what is the value? What is the, I mean, what is the, the, the benefit of having actions if at the end it becomes ashes so this is important to to focus on tawheed so make sure that your actions will be accepted by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so now we went through the definition of tawheed um the aim from a tawheed mentioned by um mentioned by um sheikh islam and taymiyyah now we're going to talking about ruling of learning tawheed and this is one of the problems that we have in our community is only few people teach Tawheed, only few people learn Tawheed, only few people know the, the reality of Tawheed and the different categories of Tawheed and what is the aim of Tawheed. And that's why the ruling of learning Tawheed, it is Fard Ain. Fard Ain, it means individual obligation upon you for every Muslim, 
either male or female to learn Tawheed. And the proof of it, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Muhammad said, فَعَلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لِذَنْبِكِ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ مُتَقَلَّبَكُمْ وَمَثْوَاكُمْ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Muhammad said, So know, O Muhammad, Allah is talking to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, know that la ilaha illallah, which is the meaning of it, no one has the right to be worshipped but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and ask forgiveness for your sin, and also for the sin of believing men and believing women. And Allah knows well your moving about and your place for rest, yani in your homes. So here, this ayah, we can extract the meaning of it that this is an obligation to learn Tawheed. So no, here it's an order. No, Muhammad, that there is that, that no one has the right to be worshipped but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alright? So if someone asks you, is it Tawheed an obligation? Tell him yes. And he says, what is the proof? This uh, ayah in Surah Muhammad, uh, ayah number 19, So you have to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the only one who has the right to be worshipped and ask for forgiveness. Alright? So first thing is, you need to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is the only one to be worshipped. Then ask for forgiveness. And ask for forgiveness is an action. So you see, before you need to have knowledge. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, oh Muhammad, no. That's why we need to learn this. All right? And this is the proof that is a fard'ain, individual obligation. So if you don't know that, teach it to your family, to your friends, your neighbors, to anyone you know, you you. You, you meet, just tell him, فَعَلَمَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ Know, O Muhammad, that لا إله إلا الله, then ask for forgiveness. All right? Now we're going to talking about the uh, different categories of Tawheed. All right? So we said a lot of people, Some you may hear people say there's no category, there's no proof for that, or they will tell you, actually, there's four categories. All scholars of the Sunnah, they agreed that Tawheed is divided into three categories. Three categories. All right. So firstly, number one, Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. Oneness of the Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oneness of the Lord, Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what is the meaning of Tawheed al-Rububiyyah? Is to believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who creates creation, gives them sustenance, gives them life and death. It also means believing in Allah as one and unique with regard to his action, such as creation, giving them sustenance, give, uh, giving life and death, and so on. And during the time of Sallallahu Alaihi uh, during the time of Muhammad, our Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Jews, the Christians accept uh, this aspect of Tawheed in, in general, all right? But in fact, no one denied such kind of Tawheed in the past except, um, except some communism and uh, people like that, all right? And the kind of Tawheed doesn't make not enter the fold of Islam nor does save his life and property 
nor save him from the punishment of a hellfire in the hereafter, except if he believes in Tawheed al-Uluhiyya. So Tawheed al-Rububiyya is not enough. All right, you need to believe in Tawheed al-Uluhiyya and Tawheed al-Uluhiyya. So the pronunciation, Uluhiyya, Tawheed al-Uluhiyya is oneness of the worship of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Oneness of the worship. You see, he's worshiping. That's the main key. The key word of Uluhiyya is worship. Worship of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And this kind of Tawheed is deeply rooted in the nature inclination of everyone, as mentioned in the Hadith, in which the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, um, he said, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi all right. So here, every child is born in a state of fitra. The fitra is the natural state of man. Then his parents make him into a Jew or a Christian or a Majin. All right. The hadith been reported by Al-Bukhari. So in reality, you were born on that, on the distawheed of Uluhiyya. But it depends on the education you're going to have. And um, there are a lot, a lot of uh, uh, evidences to support this in the Quran and the Sunnah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran said, O Muhammad, قُلْ مَنْ يَرْزُقُكُمْ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ أَمَّنْ يَمْلِكُ السَّمْعَ وَالْأَبْصَارَ وَمَنْ يُخْرِجُ الْحَيَّ مِنَ الْمَيِّتِ وَيُخْرِجُ الْمَيِّتَ مِنَ الْحَيِّ وَمَنْ يُدَبِّرُ الْأَمْرَ فَسَيَقُولُونَ اللَّهِ فقول أفلا تتقون فذلكم الله ربكم الحق فماذا بعد الحق إلا الضلال فأنا تصرفون سورة يونس الله سبحانه وتعالى سيد محمد that people they used to believe in توحيد الربوبية the lordship but they have issues with توحيد الألوهية believing that Allah سبحانه وتعالى is the only one to be worshipped so Allah سبحانه وتعالى said to Muhammad who provides oh Muhammad who provides for you from the sky and from the earth or who owns hearing and sight, and who brings out the living from the dead and brings out the dead from the living, and who disposes the affairs, they will say, Allah, say, will you not even be afraid of Allah's punishment for sit between bracklets, the meaning of it, for setting up rebels in worship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, such as Allah, your Lord in truth. So after the truth, what else can there be save error how then are you turned away in surah yunus so now we we talk about tawhid al-rububiyya second category it is it's tawhid al-uluhiyya oneness of the worship of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so uh tawhid al-uluhiyya so the meaning of it is to believe that no one has the right to be worshipped except Allah and devote all acts of worship, yani supplications, vows, slaughtering, sacrifice, hoping, asking for help, fearing, depending, wishing, return, and the like. And you, we call them a'malul qulub, that anything related that is in your heart, this kind of acts of worship. 
And uh, this is the kind of Tawheed coarsening which disputes roles in the past and in the present. And even now, you have some sects, some groups, they have problems with Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. And which is why the Messenger, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exalt their mention, were sent for the Messengers, may Allah exalt them from the actions, came to affirm the principle of Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, which their people already believe in and invite them to believe in Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says on the behalf of Nuh, وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا نُوحًا إِلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ إِنِّي لَكُمْ نَذِيرٌ مُّبِينٌ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا اللَّهِ إِنِّي أَخَافُ عَلَيْكُمْ عَذَابَ يَوْمٍ أَلِيمٌ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Nuh, and indeed, and indeed we sent Nuh to his people, and he said, I have come to you as a plain warner that you worship not none but Allah. So here is the is the shahid of the ayah that you worship none but Allah. Surely I fear for you the torment of a painful day. So that's the proof of um التوحيد الالوهيه ذا انها بالقران وي هاف انذر اي الله سبحانه وتعالى سيد واعبدوا الله ولا تشركوا به شيئا ورشب الله اند جوين نون وذ هيم ان ورشب سوره النساء سو اكشلي ذيس كايند اوف توحيد از ذا رايت اوف الله سبحانه وتعالى ذات از اوبليجاتوري اون هيز سلايفز اول رايت اتس ان اوبليجيشن اند از ذا جريتست اوبليجيشن اوف اوف ريليجن and the essential part of all action, as we mentioned before. And the Quran has affirmed that uh, and explained that will, uh, there will be no uh, salvation or happening except by uh, achieving it, all right? Except by achieving it. And thirdly, the last category of Tawheed. So we talk about Tawheed al-Rububiyya, Tawheed al-Uliyya. Now we're going to talk about Tawhid al-Asma wa sifat So oneness of the names and the uh, attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the meaning of it is to believe in and confirm the names of attributes, the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with which he named and qualified himself in his book in the Quran or mentioned through his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam without changing them, denying their reality, twisting their meanings or giving resemblance to any of the created things. So you see the meaning of Tawheed al-Asma wa sifat So I'm going to give you the definition again. So is to believe in and confirm the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with which he named and qualified himself in his book or mentioned through his messengers without so here is the, the the main point without changing them denying their reality twisting their meanings or giving resemblance to any on to any of the created things great so alhamdulillah now we know the definition we know the ruling of it we know the aim of it we know the three categories of tawhid now we're going to talk about some virtues of Tawheed. 
So believing, uh, believing in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and devoting all acts of worship to Him alone and is one of the best ever blessing. So just believing in the Tawheed, believing that Allah is only one, is one of the best and ever blessing. This ni'mah, a lot of people don't have it in this world. We are maybe six billions, only maybe one billion believe in oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have other people, the other five billions, they believe in strange things that Allah is three and he has a son and this and that. All right. So alhamdulillah. So you are a part of this one billion. And as well, it has countless and enormous virtues. The virtues of Tawheed include the goodness of the worldly life and the hereafter. So Tawheed, you see the benefits of it in this in, in this word and in the hereafter. So one of the most important virtue, firstly, is the best blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon his slaves uh, for he guided to him, for he guided them to it. As in the mentioned in the Surah Al-Nahl, we mentioned the uh, Previously, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, يُنَزِّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةَ بِالْرُوحِ مِنْ أَمْرِهِ عَلَى مَنْ يَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ أَنَنْذِرُ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَاتَّقُونَ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he sends, down, he sends down the angels with inspiration of his command to whom of his slaves, and he pleases saying, warm mankind that la ilaha illallah no no one has the right to be worshipped but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so fear me by abstaining from sins and evil deeds virtue number two is the desired aim from creating jinn and mankind Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say in the Quran وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّةِ and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created not the jinn and humans except they should worship me alone. Virtue number three, it's the desired aim from revealing the books such as the Quran. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Alif Lam Ra Kitabu Nuhkimat Ayatu Thumma Fusilat Miladun Hakimin Khabir. Allah ta'abudu illallah innani lakum. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah uh, Hud Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say Alif Lam Ra These letters are, are, not, uh, are one of the miracles of the Quran and none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala know their meanings So each time when you have a surah starting with Alif Lam Mim Alif Lam Ra Ta Ha Kaf Ha Yen Saad all these letters starting at the beginning of the Quran these letters they are uh, one of the miracles of the Quran okay but the meaning of it only Allah knows them Allahu Akbar. all right Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said uh, this is a book the verses whereof are perfect all right in every sphere of knowledge and then explain in detail from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is all wise and wa uh, is the all wise, saying, Worship none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And verily, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, unto you from him, a warner and a bringer of glad tidings. 
Virtue number four, and we're going to stop at virtue number five, inshallah. Virtue number four is the greatest, it's the greatest means by which the pressures, hardship, and punishment on this life and the life to come are repelled as what is mentioned in the story of Yunus. May Allah exalt his status. Surat Yunus, when he said, La ilaha illallah inni kutu min al-dalimin. And virtue number five, and is the last one, it prevents one from remaining eternally in the hellfire. Even if there was only a mercy seed worth of it in the earth. All right. So here we know the importance of Tawheed. People who say, La ilaha illallah sincerely and come with the action of it prevents them from remaining eternally in the hellfire. Can you imagine? Prevents you from remaining eternally in the hellfire. So um, you can see here one of the biggest virtue of Tawheed. That's why Allah says, Oh Muhammad, no. That's, no one has been worshipped, only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, next week, inshallah, we're going to be uh, talking about the remaining virtues of Tawheed. A couple of them are remaining. And after that, inshallah, we'll be able to instill Tawheed deeply in the heart. So we need to know, as we did before, the definition, the meaning, the aim of it, the ruling. And as we have the theory part of it, next week, inshallah, we're going to be more about a practical aspect of it.